Hey TRB fans, for the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry, head to jewelrybrands.shop for items spanning the entire Star Wars galaxy from the Mandalorian to the Skywalker Saga and beyond. I'm wearing a Grogu pin myself right now. Their items are top of the line, best stuff you can get out there. And make sure you use code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your order. Jewelrybrands.shop, the best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry. Disney likes money. I mean, everybody likes money. Disney really likes money. So it's got us thinking. Do they want Star Wars to be like, hey, nobody, you're our star now. Or do they want a star to be their star? So we're going to talk about that here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Resistance broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is Monday. Um, You probably noticed the last few weeks we've been doing our discussions on Monday because we've been doing live shows. Uh, so hopefully you checked out our live show this past Thursday night. Good time. If you haven't, it is available on all the podcast apps and, of course, on the YouTube channel. Uh, James and Lacey with me, as always. Uh, James, you are the kind of guy who I feel has no problem with Star Wars having big names in the in their roles and that sort of thing. Like So, so just before we... We'll do the discussion later, but like... Rosario Dawson Ahsoka. Yay, nay. Where were you when you found out big star Ahsoka Tano? Um It's tricky cuz <laughs> I don't think Rosario Dawson's that big of a star. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So, all right. All right. Interesting. We'll, we'll I don't know if that gives a little then. hint. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I know. know what we're talking about <clears throat> here, but Yeah, Lacey, um, you know, Mark Hamill was a nobody. He became a star by being luke skywalker and then you know you have other people being brought into star wars of late who are maybe you know more notoriety with people like pedro pascal and that sort of thing where do you lie on it uh, just off the top first of all i thought you were gonna say james you're a guy that likes money and i was like where is this going but that's not what you said um, just the facts <laughs> james you like money right uh, i the way i feel about it is I just want them to pick whoever's right for the part. I don't care if it's a well-known person or not well-known person. Whoever's the right fit. And a good example is be would be uh, Alden Ehrenreich for Han Solo. They saw 3,000 people and they picked him. So, like, as long as they're picking the right person and not picking someone based on being famous, like, they're not picking someone because they're like, oh, this will get people to go see the movie because this person's in it. More like, this is the person that can bring this character to life. Yeah, like yeah, Tom, like that. Tom Cruise yeah. as Austin Powers. Right, exactly. Yeah. And Danny DeVito as Mini-Me. Yes. yes. Um, that movie was horrible. But anyway, <laughs> um, we are not an Austin Powers Expanded Universe uh, podcast. We are a Star oh Wars God, podcast. Could you imagine? So, Welcome uh, back to the Austin Powers yeah. Expanded Universe podcast. So, uh, James, we have a segment we call Will the Force. So let's... Fire it up, baby. 
And I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. All right, well, the Force this week, uh, we got a couple f- coming like in that. from the <laughs> Fired Up. <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs> um, we got a couple We're coming in from back. <laughs> resistance officers this week. Uh, we're going to kick it off just immediately with one of our generals uh, getting to submit a question right away, and that's going to be General Kendall Gellner. Um, he wanted to know, will the Starlight Beacon from the High Republic appear in future live-action shows? John, I'm starting with you on this one. What do you think? Uh, is there any chance we're going to see the big centerpiece of the of the High Republic eventually make its inanimate object, but its way to live action. Yes, I think it will be in the Acolyte series, and it'll probably find its way to uh, destructo status in that series, which looks like it's going to be more leaning dark side. Um, so it would be a perfect opportunity for stuff from the High Republic to be pushed into and evolve into live action through that series, which is reportedly um, from their description taking place at the tail end of the high Republic. So that would make sense. It's this big object. It's going to probably be a uh, literal hub and core uh, place and location for people to go to throughout these series of books. Uh, So if it doesn't meet its demise during the book run, I could see it popping up in that series. So I'm going to say yes. All right, Lacey, what do you think about the, uh, Starlight Beacon. Any chance it makes its way? I actually agree with John. I think that that would be the best way with the Acolyte to bring it, to tie those books into some type of live action media. We're off to a good start tonight. Hmm. Are we? Is that a good start when you and I agree? Or is that a bad start? I think so. Is that like a bad thing? Like we start agreeing and then it just goes down the hill? People like the sparring, I think. They like that a bit. But... I th- just for my personal well-being. When you're right, you're right, start. John. I can't and argue. It happens a lot. I'm not gonna that lie. is the one time in my life I will ever say that, and I'm half joking. Go ahead, James. <laughs> James, you gotta. Can you cut this clip and just isolate that and use it? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do um, I feel like that clip's gonna end up on Twitter every time I argue with John? It's just gonna be like, when you're right, you're right, John. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. So my initial thought with this is that it would not because I thought that um, I thought that they were going to let the acolyte just be, um, you know, what they want, what what the director, the showrunner, the writer, you know what I mean? Leslie Headland, like let her just do her whole thing and she wouldn't have to it would, you know, they'd handcuff her by being like, well, you got to have this thing and we got to end the era and stuff like that. But I I don't know. I really feel like if you're looking at how they launched um, recently the High Republic and they said there's kind of like three eras to the High Republic. There's this one and this one and this one. And if they're sectioning it out like that, there's no better plan for what they what they refer to as the centerpiece, you know, for the whole era is the Starlight Beacon to to be something that that stretches through it and the destruction of the starlight beacon would officially kind of mark the end of that era and be like holy crap man we thought we were onto something and we it just it all failed it all fell apart um so i actually think that you guys are probably right in the the sense that they'll probably tell Leslie Headland that she has to incorporate um these elements from the high republic because it, it is 
you know, imperative kind of to the story. Which is, All right. Which is weird, but it makes it makes more sense on paper. And then when they inevitably don't do that, we'll go, oh, well, okay. <laughs> they just let her do whatever she wanted. They let her yeah. tell her own story. Um, all right, we got another question here. Uh, will Chewbacca, R2-D2, and or C-3PO appear in Rogue Squadron? Um, that's going to be set uh, in the future era of the galaxy, as they refer to it. So I'm going to bounce back at Lacey first on this one. Any one of those characters showing up in uh, that movie? Yes, hands down the best way to continue Star Wars in the way that connects them all together, even if the stories aren't the same, is with characters like Chewie, R2-D2, and C-3PO. And you don't need those specific people that originally played them to play them in future movies. It's something that can carry on and sell merchandise. So, yes. Yes. Okay, uh, John, what do you think? So you think all three? The tough thing is I don't know how old Chewie will be at that point because we don't know a date but yeah. i'm gonna say yes because it's just an easy thing to do like it's easy to just have him in a ship somewhere in the background same with r2d2 yeah. and c3po we saw it in rogue one um and it's just one of those things that people get excited when they see them you know it's nostalgic so yes member berries john what um, do you think <laughs> that is tough man i could see because it is X-Wing based, see R2-D2 having a new pilot that he's working with. Um, but I could also see them being more, um, I don't know if stubborn is the word, but hardened in not connecting everything and really trying to fresh start it by not having them pop up and saving them for a return for Ray, which, you know, we touched on last this past Thursday on the live show that you know whether daisy ridley's going to come back or not so I, i'm going to lean towards no actually on this but i i lacy's point is is absolutely valid in that we you know we had been saying that that's the connectivity you can have with evergreen characters like that um but i just have this weird feeling they're gonna try to save those three for if they do bring the saga tied characters back it was fun while it lasted john we had a great However, run. Disney loves synergy, and you are wrong. So enjoy that. Ten James? minutes of friendship. <laughs> um, I, I'm torn between the two, but because I have to... I have to include some. The answer is yes, because it's will one of these three appear, or at least uh. you know one. So I got to go yes. I think R2 and C3PO will show up they make the most sense because R2 is not really like an actor uh, and Anthony Daniels will always go for the opportunity to show up if he can. They already did it in Rogue One and it's easy enough to just be like, hey, here they are, Here, here's a thing. Um, mm -hmm. But I would say Chewbacca, no, like a hard no. And I think that's because he's still with Rey. And if you see Chewbacca, you see Rey. Um, Do we know that this movie doesn't include Rey yet? No. But we... I know that there's some people throwing that around, that it could include Ray. I, I don't think so, considering her comments about not showing up for a while. Hmm. But and I feel like she would steal any spotlight from any, trying to, any kind of new characters they're trying to build up with this thing. Yeah. Maybe. Be like, Maybe I think not. so, too. This movie's about these X-Wing pilots, and then it's like, oh, here's the most powerful Jedi of all time. Here she is. <laughs> like, oh. 
Yeah, I understand. Some people would argue with you that she's not the most powerful Jedi of all time, but I know. Well, she's all of the Jedi. So if you take the most powerful Jedi besides her, she's that too, right? I'm sorry. Was the question, is Rey the most powerful Jedi of all time? That's actually the, dis- the discussion. We'll get into it later. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we do have another uh, resistance <laughs> officer submission this week. Uh, Commander Stephen Bowman asked us, uh, will all of the announced Disney Plus Star Wars series make it to the platform, or will any of them inevitably end up in development purgatory? If so, which do you think would have the uh, the best chance, or I'm sorry, the rockiest road uh, towards being made. Uh, John, I'm going with you first on this one. Um, all of them or just a few? What do you think? Um, I'm not including those animated things like Visions and mm-hmm. a droid's tale or anything. I'm, t- I'm talking about the meaty big production stuff. I-, I think they all will. I think, you know, they are at the point you know, like we made those comparisons, like, you know, the Ryan Johnson's thing is still technically, you know, uh, an announced in development project. And they didn't talk about it at that big, massive webcast thing, but they did talk about these things. So I think they have to feel confident, especially with the history of the production problems they had with previous movies and stuff like that, that they have to feel the utmost confidence that these things are raring to go into production. Uh, so I think all of these are going to surface at some point or another. Now, whether they go into delays or not, you know, is one thing, but I don't think they're going to be relegated to purgatory like that Boba Fett movie was. So I think all of these, all these things, uh, because they are officially announced, Kathleen Kennedy put her face in front of them all. They will be seen at some point or another. Lacey, do you agree with that? What do you think? It's funny that John says that because they definitely got rid of the... Benioff and Weiss thing, and I, that had Kathleen's name. Yeah, on. I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> that is, as far as I know, the only thing that has been announced that was live action that was that got canned. Yeah, Besides everything else has Colin Trevorrow's episode. That's nine. true. I I actually forgot about those guys. Yeah, Colin but Trevorrow all, did get did get moved, but still, episode nine happened. Right. Oh yeah. Like no, Benioff absolutely. and Wise got canceled. Solo still happened. Or I'm sorry. Because they didn't continue with his version, though. You have to remember that. That was a completely different movie. So, in a way, his didn't finish. Um, I'm going to say that I would like to think that they all will make it through. But if there's one that's got a red flag for me, uh, it's the Lando series. Because Donald Glover isn't tied to it. And no one's tied to it. It's just like, we're doing this Lando series, but we have no names for it. And it's like, this guy's writing it. But how many times have we heard so-and-so is writing this or working on it Mm. and haven't seen anything from it so i think i want them all to happen and i think they will but because there is a part of this question that's if there was one that gives you like a feeling that is the one the lando because if you're going to announce that you got to announce it with one of the landos you can't just say hey this character is coming and and not have any follow-up to it also development purgatory is basically what we said before which is (laughs) The unknown regions, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So are are you sticking to you think they will? But I for funsies, okay. But yeah. just for fun, I was adding the one that might give me a little 
feeling. Yeah. Um, no, I think I'm the same way. I think they all will because they Disney um, at this point, like we discussed, pretty much has the track record that that's proven that when it when it goes through, it is funny that we all say this though because when these shows were announced, like for instance, Rangers in the New Republic, probably had something in mind, and now there's like a big revamp on that and i wonder how they definitely have time to fix it though they have time to fix it but it is kind of one of those things where like when you're excited about something um possibly involving like your lead character you know what i mean and then you're like oh well it's the same thing but you know i have to get rid of my lead character like i still get to do a metal (laughs) gear game but i can't have solid snake in it it's like okay i did uh, i did laugh that's a bad example because they do that all the time just make cara dune a claudite and then she could just be like a completely different oh my god yeah. yeah who someone tweeted that at me and i quote tweeted because i thought it was so clever i forget who it was oh, i saw man. a couple people say it and i thought it was super funny because i was like that would be the perfect way to explain away oh yeah. she's actually not this character she's this character she's been this character the whole time yeah maybe sorry no i i agree though I um <laughs> lando i think is is the one that is kind of curious um uh although we we know who's working on it, and we also know who's working on Acolyte, but we don't have anything other than that on both those projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know who is... Um, we, we know um, Ahsoka will be in Ahsoka, but we really don't know anything about Rangers of the New Republic um, other than who's well, working on Well, one thing on you need to remember is th- those two series are being produced by Favreau and Filoni, so those two are definitely happening. Yeah, well... Because uh, they all tie yeah. into one story, yeah. Um, Several projects then, don't get fined purgatory. <laughs> well, unless unless it was a big enough thing where they were like, "Hey, you know, things got messed up because we lost people or something." I don't, you know, there is that a big you lost your main character potentially, but I still not buying. I don't that think she was the main character. character. Was the main character. Well, no. she was the one who was supposed to come out. Man, why am I arguing a point that I don't even? But she was the <laughs> one who was supposed to come out and announce the show. You know, that was the According rumor. To sources, yes. I'm just yeah. saying. I I think she was the one that was going to tie well, into it as part of the group, but I don't I think agree. she was the main. Yeah. Well, they yeah, had them. Right. She had her whole. She had her whole own movie that was supposed to come out in December, and it got pushed back to next. This December, yeah, and who knows if it's going to come out. Mm. Um, one other it's thing that's Dune. yeah, one, one, oh gosh, you're so dumb. <laughs> I was like, there must be some movie that I don't. know if, about. All right, so if Dune, if Dune didn't exist, pretend whoop, pretend it's not didn't exist. You know, if they made a series about Cara Dune, they'd call it Dune because that's all they do with these people. They either pick their first name or their last name, and that's the name of these series: Obi Wan Kenobi, Andor. Lando, Solo, like they don't they don't stretch out at all. It's just like, oh, who's sh- whose show are we making this week? Uh, Salacious Crumb, Crumb, coming to Disney uh, Plus. Jarin, twenty five show. It's called Jarin, right? Is it Jarin? Yeah, they should officially change it now. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I wanted to throw in there just for fun is um. Maybe there's a reason they didn't announce. I mean, we we've talked about it before, but maybe there's a reason they didn't announce uh Donald Glover or Billy D Lando. Maybe it's young Lando. Maybe Billy it's Billy D Lando. Yeah, bi- I well, like I, yeah. His version <laughs> or the other version is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um You're going to go maybe, younger than Donald Glover? 
I, I mean, I don't know. They announced some of these shows and they seemed kid heavy. It, there, do you, is there any chance that young Lando is more of a teenage adventure, like it. kids' kid <laughs> show? I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, it's not you know, exciting maybe if it's a teenager going on, maybe on they're adventure. still pulling who they want to be involved in that. They know it's happening, but they didn't Sorry, have a name pre-teen. to pull at the moment. Not but. teen, teen. He's like, hey, give me a lunch money, kid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next question. Um, Will, uh, is this correct? Mina Masood, is that how you sell his name? Masood, I believe. Masood, Mina Masood, play live action Ezra Bridger. This is the last question in Will the Force this week, and it potentially is a pretty big question. Um, Lacey, I think you're going first on this one. Any thoughts? Will they play that character? This one's tough for me because I know it's a rumor and people are saying that they have multiple sources for this rumor. He's a a Disney darling. He played Aladdin. He did an amazing job. He's a great actor. It makes sense on in front of me, but I have this want for Taylor Gray to get to play Ezra Bridger like really bad. And from talking with him when he was talking about how he was training with the lightsaber and he's been in the volume. I don't know. I just... That would be a dirty move to give that role to someone else. <laughs> like, that would be like real dirty. So I'm gonna say no. He won't. Um, all right, John. What do you think? Is it a? Are, are they gonna dirty? Are they gonna pull a dirty move? What do you think? Um. Yeah, I know we we talked about it a lot on Thursday, but and I know a bunch of people are saying that they think it's legit. I just hate it. Uh, and nothing against the actor, but like Lacey said, you know, after I, I, I liked the idea of Taylor Gray playing Ezra always. And then once we had him on, I was like, I absolutely do not want anyone else playing this role just because how much he clearly wants to do and it. He's passionate about it. Yeah. And how much he had talked to Dave Filoni about it and how he was not a voice actor. Rebels was his first voice acting role. I'm still really hoping and rooting for him to get the role because I know he'd do a great job with it. It's, it's his character. So while I am not, I'm not trying to say people are inaccurate or anything like that. I don't know. I just hate it so much that I'm going to say, no, he will not play him because I need to in my heart of hearts for Taylor Gray. I think the thing that's surprising to me often with the Taylor Gray thing is that people say he doesn't look like Ezra and that's why he can't play him in live action. And I argue that that's an unfair statement to put on any actor to say that like oh they don't look like they're animated character Come on, but also guys. like <laughs> the an- animated characters in rebels and all star wars animated characters like if you like if you ever did you ever see when they humanized the simpsons and how mm-hmm. weird and creepy mm-hmm. they looked mm-hmm. like if they did that to ezra it would look really weird so it's hard to say like he looks just like ezra it's like the Rebels animation is not conducive to an actual human being. So I, I, I laugh when people are like, oh, man, he look, yeah, he looks just like Ezra. I'm like, does he? Mm-hmm. Then he's, he's probably really weird looking. I don't know. Anyway. I, I'm, I'm torn on this, but I think that I think I believe it and I think it could happen. Um, so I'm going to go with, he will based on the fact that somebody is coming along and saying it's, it's, it's a done deal. It, it, they didn't this say that. This was a fan casting. Like I believe about a year ago, someone fan casted this guy as Ezra Bridger. 
Um, I, not that it's a done deal because it was not a done deal. That was not the report. But the, but the story as it as it is is if somebody came up to me and they said, "Hey, this is your this is your live action Ezra Bridger." I go, "Oh, that makes sense. That's not it's not a bad." Choice. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. on paper, it makes sense. I get it. It's just yeah. So to, to I just hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's kind of I will one accept of, it if I have to. Yes. It's kind of one of those things where like if I said if I said, "Hey, we narrowed it down to four choices and I have my personal, you know, best." And then the group mm-hmm. picked one of the four, I I don't think I would be mad about it. I would just be like, "It wasn't my pick," you know. Um and I I think there's At least you said a lot of things right at the beginning. You were like, "He's a Disney big shot or something like that. And I was He's like, a ah. Disney darling. He played Aladdin. Yeah, but I don't I don't know that they're do do you really think they're like really wanting to bring him back for stuff? It doesn't I think he's had a lot of complaints that there. he can't seem to get jobs in Hollywood and stuff. I think I think the connection is there. So the whole thing about actors and and the way the casting system works and we've even learned this a little bit from Stephen Ford is like if your agent knows someone they could get you in. Yeah. So if it's a Disney audition, someone could say, hey, he wants to audition and he'd probably get an audition. Yeah. The weird. Yeah, you're right. The the weird thing about this, too, is that like his big thing is Aladdin. And when I saw this name from the rumor, I go, I don't know who that is. I know he Will Smith. I know Naomi That's Scott. The big thing. I didn't. He did do a lot of his stunts for Aladdin. He hasn't done done much since. That's yeah, right. True. And right. and it just and, and it was the a name mixed. Stick out I think to me. the the movie was a little mixed received. It did well, just like all Disney movies of uh, that remake or live action animated things seem to do. Um, but I think it was, I don't know how people, how critics responded to his performance, but I know the movie was received pretty mixed. Princess Jasmine did really well. People yeah. really liked her. But... And I think people liked Will Smith even after the whole, Ugh, like, no. the animation oh, th- looked yeah. weird. And, it, when yeah. he, I, I, I see Lacey shaking her head, but I knew immediately when they announced it, I was like, that's your best, that's your best choice. They did the best <laughs> thing they could have. And I felt like he did a good job. Yeah. Nah, dog. Yeah. Um... <laughs> All right. It was literally Will Smith playing Genie. That's what it was to me. Like it wasn't Genie, it was Will Smith playing Genie. Okay. <laughs> I was like that's what it's supposed to be. No, I know, <laughs> but you know what I mean like when an actor is like to themselves that you then see them in every role that they play that you're at a point that you're like okay, I'm not seeing that character, I'm seeing that person. Oh, but that's that's why I think it's a good thing. Nah. I didn't want I didn't want to come in today. today. Robin yeah. Williams is like one of my favorite actors of all time. So it's really hard for me to compare anybody to Robin Williams, mm. to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that is it for Will the Force. Um, I know we have a, a Patreon pod race that I wanted to get mm-hmm. to. So, Lacey, can you take us into that? Yeah, guys, it is time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of different ways you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast apps. You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more than that, 
from our social posts and stuff like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month and going up the tiers, you gain access to cool stuff, including extra episodes, mailings, Discord server, and much more. So our top tier, our generals, get a chance to be a part of the show, and that is this segment. So first, I want to thank our generals. I'm going to have to take a breath here. Okay. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Beerfet Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gelnar, who we just heard from, mm-hmm. Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, and Val Trichkoff. That is the first time I've ever done it in one shot. Thank you guys so <laughs> Thank much. You. It only took about three years, but I did it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So we have up General David, who we like to call Proby One Kenobi, is up. <laughs> and his question is, you're putting together a crew for a big heist. What three Star Wars characters are you recruiting for the job? David, take it away. Dexter Jetster on a heist? Why would you need a chef on a heist? Grogu, you're crazy, man. You're just crazy. No, dude, you need to go to Micah Harrison. Check out his Instagram. You want a chef on a heist, that's the guy to go to. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, General Greybeard here. And uh, we were just talking about, you know, who we would take on a heist if uh, we were on a heist. Well, my three picks would be Vader. Because you know what Skywalkers can do in hallways. Um, my second choice would be Tech from the Bad Batch uh, because he's got that security training nerd kind of thing. He could probably hack into some things, get past some security measures, stuff like that. And then I think uh, you got to have a good getaway if you're going to be in a heist. And so, uh, what? Who else than uh, Han Solo? So you got the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. Hope you guys are doing well. And this is General Greybeard out. All right, David, great job phoning it in to Grogu. Uh, John, what did you think of his answer? Uh, great job, David, and uh, very clever and very funny. I love that you brought in Micah. You brought up, you gave a little uh, nod to Chef Micah. So Micah's going to love that, of course. <laughs> um, obviously, love the Han Solo getaway pick. So you sold me there. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Um, great picks. <laughs> great job. Thanks, buddy. James? Um, no, I agree. I think this is, this is great picks. Um, especially when you didn't stick to the movies that you, you know, you get my, you get my heart when you do that and you start pulling from, um, the Clone Wars or other animated stuff. Yeah. With the tech pick there. Um, I love it. I think it makes perfect sense, especially the hallway bit, or I guess maybe even you said the, the, the getaway bit that even made more sense, I think. So yeah, good team. And I think, uh, I think you might get away with it, man. George Clooney might be calling you. Yeah. David, excellent answer, especially Micah the chef, who I'm still looking forward to eventually getting to eat a steak that Micah has cooked. That is one of my goals in life on my bucket list. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I loved your Vader answer because I laughed when you said that uh, everything that he could do in Holloway just made me laugh. Um, And Han Solo, obviously, is the best getaway person ever. Um, so thank you for your answer. Thank you for your support. Uh, and now we're going to head into the discussion. John? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. So is Disney pushing Lucasfilm to cast well-known actors? Uh, the film industry is a business first, no matter how much we want to say it's not. Uh, while we... 
Big money. While we love current Star Wars, long gone are the days of Maverick George Lucas thumbing his nose at corporate pressures of the film industry. Disney, now more than ever, needs to make money after crushing losses due to the pandemic. They are bleeding out. Uh, We have seen more and more familiar names being cast in pretty big roles for Disney, especially Star Wars, especially on Disney+. So let's talk this out, see where we're at, see where we end up. Is Disney pushing Lucasfilm to shy away from casting unknowns in place of bigger, more marketable or recognizable faces and names? Um, This this was fueled by the rumors about Mina Masoud playing Ezra, um, obviously a, in a billion-dollar Disney movie. He is recognizable. His face is recognizable more than, hey, let's uh, cast the guy who played him or cast an unknown person, that sort of thing. Um, Pedro Pascal, obviously very successful actor, Game of Thrones, Narcos. Um, he, and now he's doing you know Wonder Woman. Um, Rosario Dawson, they could have gotten an unknown actress to be Ahsoka. And then you don't, you know, even though she has the makeup, you you know, Rosario Dawson, in my opinion, is a recognizable, notable name. You see her walking down the street. People know who she is, uh, a marketable name. So we're seeing this more and more in Star Wars where I feel like George Lucas's original intent was, let me get people who aren't, who when you see them, you see my character and you don't see, you know, this person. And I know, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio did audition to play Anakin. I think that's part of the reason why he didn't go with him is because of the monumental, massive success of Titanic. Uh, You went with someone like a Hayden Christensen. So when you saw Anakin, you didn't see the kid from Titanic. You saw Anakin Skywalker. Now I I wonder because of what Marvel's doing where here's Paul Rudd, here's Robert Downey Jr. Here's all these like popular (laughs) actors and other things playing your favorite characters. And that's okay. So how come Star Wars, how come you can't do that? So I, I thought like it's possible because Disney is, you know, the boss. And, you know, we hate to say Disney Star Wars, but business is business. I think it's possible that they may be like, look, look, you know, we know how George ran things, but we we like to run things a certain way too. So that's where I'm going to kick things off. I think it is quite possible that they are putting a little pressure on them to put some more faces uh, that we know and names out there. So, um, Lacey, I'll throw this to you. Where, what do you think about this um, idea? Do you think... They're still letting Lucasfilm do things as they want to do it. And maybe even Lucasfilm is like, you know what? We need to up the ante with some familiar faces. Where are you at with this 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 topic and this idea? I think that, you know, Disney does want to make money at the end of the day. And I think that they're willing to get people that they think will fill seats in the movie theater. But I think, like you said, with George Lucas, there is kind of this feeling with Star Wars where they go, especially with the big roles relatively unknown people and we have seen in that marvel i mean chris pratt was no one when he got cast he was andy from park and rec like he had to lose a ton of weight get into crazy shape to be star lord he wasn't always chris pratt um so i think that we'll still see that trend of them picking people either from smaller productions smaller movies television daisy had done um a couple TV shows and like smaller stuff before hitting it big with Star Wars. I still think that's going to happen. But I do think what you're saying is they are willing to get bigger names that just want to be a part of it like the Avengers. I mean, they have pulled in every single actor possible to become a superhero at this point. And I think it's because those actors are seeing not only am I going to make bank on these superhero movies, but I'm going to get a ton more opportunities from these movies. 
Because a lot of the movies, the Avengers stuff, like you could do one of those and be set for life and then do whatever projects you want to do. Like Adam Driver's doing that right now. He was Kylo Ren for three movies. And now he's like, look, now I'm going to do all indie movies because that's what I want to do. My college, my kid's college fund is paid for. Like we're good yeah. to go. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. I think Disney and Lucasfilm aren't afraid to cast well-known actors. But I think, like I said at the beginning of the episode, they're going with who they think will be the best fit. I don't think there's a pressure to cast well-known people. I think if Rosario Dawson didn't fit as Ahsoka, Dave Filoni wouldn't have had her come to audition. He got on her list. She got on his list because he thought, hmm, that's interesting. Let me try it out. Not because, oh, I have to take her because she's Rosario Dawson. To, the, to that point, and James, I want to bring you in here. Uh, let me toss this at you. Rosario, da- Rosario Dawson was initially a fan casting via that mm-hmm. Boss Logic art, and mm-hmm. she kind of campaigned for herself to become the role. Disney, finger on the pulse with what people want. Oh, people would get behind her playing this character. She's a successful actress, a talented actress. People know her name, know her face. She'll do those circuit, do the tours, all that stuff. Uh, is that evidence that they're listening to that element of it? And That's where do you a crazy trend, by the way. The fan casting thing. It's like more and more people are fan casting. Yeah. And pushing for yeah. themselves. And, and if the Mina uh, Musar thing is, is turns out to be true, that that falls along that line too. Because right, Lacey, like it, you just said, yeah. a year ago, uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people were tossing his name in the, and doing the side-by-side photos and that sort of thing. So, yeah. James, yep. wh- where are you with this? Do you feel Disney pressures Lucasfilm for this sort of thing? Do you think absolutely not? Uh, where do you, What's your gut on this? And uh, what do you think about it all? Whew, a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, well, to answer your question, you were saying um, about do I feel like the fan casting issue it came into play? I don't. I don't think that the fan casting thing, I, I think that it worked to get her in front of the people who were casting or who were mm-hmm, potentially mm-hmm. involved. And I think that person, although you know, maybe not directly is involved with the official casting, but I think that person was Dave Filoni. And I think he said that he said, he saw the thing, he looked at it and he goes, yeah, I wonder. (laughs) And that just, that set forth what he ultimately probably had the decision on of, you know, who was going to play this character. And if, and if he felt it was possible to get that person, her track record was enough to prove that she was capable of playing the character and the fan casting in fact did get her the gig to a degree but i don't think i don't think anybody at disney was saying oh she says she wants to do it you're you're making this happen mandalorian show that Mm -hmm. this is now official we're making the decision for you i think it was ultimately still up to the creatives and the creatives like Lacey was saying are going for the people that they think are best to fit the role um also i I think just in general that's probably not happening you know across the board i'm not entirely positive you know who who is ultimately making the decisions on a lot of movies but i doubt very often that it is in fact like you know the ceo of the company or or you know the president of the 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 company or something like that right it's casting directors i yeah. feel like it's casting directors i feel like it's it's directors and obviously the people who are kind of in charge on a lower level of this particular production um and it's not that they don't have the pool you know if they are like you know who i think would be perfect for this role and then they're like 
like, I don't know, like who's like the biggest star, you know, you could think of, they have the ability to go out and, and request those people or say, Hey, I wrote this role for you. I think you're right for the part. Um, like Robert Downey Jr. is Thrawn. Sure. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like they talked with him and said, we think you'd be perfect for this, this role. And then they tell the people who are making Thrawn, this is your guy. I think it's more along the lines of like somebody saying, I think Robert would be perfect for this. And they go, do you think, do you think we could get him? Yeah. I think we could reach out. We could make that happen. It's a big enough property. I think he's on the list um, of, of potential people. Um, the other thing, hmm. the, the, the story of this discussion really quick is that do, do I think that they are pulling <laughs> known actors and i don't because in all three examples i understand there's another side of the story because you know i'm not maybe the the direct person and somebody else could argue something different but i did not know who pedro pascal was when they announced him i could because i, didn't I did either. not i knew he was in game of thrones but i couldn't like if you asked me to name a project besides game of thrones yep. i wouldn't have i i wouldn't have been either one i'd never saw game of thrones i never saw narcos and i'd never heard the name before they announced him so he was an a unknown a lot, to me. a lot of people watched game of thrones i understand you, you know that oh okay. no we're not saying that i'm saying personally <laughs> me i knew he was in game of thrones but i didn't know if you were to ask me like what else was he in i wouldn't have been able to list anything yeah like oh, okay. i think i think here's the thing is like despite the fact that a lot of people have seen blank like a lot of people watched um parks and rec for instance but like when they pulled that person there's an even larger amount of people who probably did not know chris pratt right sure. Sure. Um, so my my thought process is, yes, people are going to know who said person is. Like, for instance, John Boyega. I did know who John Boyega was because I went to go see Attack the Block. But I understood that I for a very well, large amount of people, nobody knew who that person was. And he was I, uh, basically yeah. a casting of an unknown person. Mm -hmm. um, so when you say Rosario Dawson, I go, I saw eight pounds i think but other than that uh i think i i only know i i did know her face and i did know that she was in a lot of stuff but i hadn't seen things she was in um other than that one movie um and then the I've other I, you gave one other Sin one City. oh it's the um well she was in um, sin city didn't say she was in the second sin city first first Oh, well, then maybe I saw it and I didn't know. I saw know. Sin City and I saw uh, Clerks 2. Those are the things I knew Rosario Dawson from. And uh, Josie and the Pussycats? Anybody? <laughs> I've never seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Oh. Yeah. The, these, to me, like, it, it's it's somebody who has been in things, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's a good example of, of the opposite, but to me, it was like, it, it she felt very, like, mid-tier. Like, I, I was sure. like, oh, I know who that person is. But I think when you do compare it to the past, like I know you're not going to have an argument against like a Mark or a Carrie or something like that, or even Harrison, right. but you are still going to run into situations where it's like, uh, like a Liam Neeson or a, uh, Samuel L. Jackson or something like that, where they have brought in people that you immediately are like, I know who that person is like very famous actors right. who, right. who so show up sometimes. And all There's these that, that you mention or or kind of recent, like the, like the Gina Caranos or the uh, Pedro Pascals or all these all these characters, I'm always like, 
very mid-tier. Like I, I think they're getting the jobs based on their reputation and not their pure fame. Like I can think of a ton of people who were way bigger. Like they're bringing in Bradley Cooper or something, and it's like, oh, <laughs> well that's that's a yeah, different there, level. That's the real discussion of there's Disney a line forcing here people. I think where I don't you saying I you know I'm familiar with John Boy. Like when I look at the main new cast of the sequel trilogy, I'm I'm hearkening that to the old school way of George Lucas casting unknowns, relative unknowns in these roles because Adam Driver was on really not famous and neither nope. was even Oscar Isaac. He did Inside Lewin Davis and, mm-hmm. you know, some he was respected as an actor, but not a you know big name. And mm-hmm. uh, same with Daisy and John. So that I, I'm considering the old way. I, I'm more looking at things like, uh, you know, here's Woody Harrelson, who's going to be in a Star Wars yeah. movie now. And, you know more things that you're not or even Don, 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 donald Mickelson. glover even donald glover you yeah. know big big name you know people forget that because he was so lando yeah you know true. big name and you're right mads mickelson ben mendelson i didn't know uh, mads mickelson i knew mads ben mendelson so much stuff yeah. i knew ben mendelson for sure i didn't um, know ben so, mendelson some, either <laughs> some people would say some some people would say felicity jones you know too and, mads you know, was in some, uh doctor strange he's the bad guy and then uh saw guerrera obviously uh yeah forrest whitaker forrest yeah. whitaker been was that around before forever, so. mads mickelson was the was in doctor strange before rogue one well, he also played the villain in Casino Royale. You know, he he's been in. He's a been in stuff. a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's true. That, That's true. But again, yeah. that you, who was it that you said? Um, you were like, I can't believe you don't know who that person is. They were in uh, Mandalorian. I have no idea. Remember, John, you had the report on the story. Um, Doctor Strange came out before Rogue One. It did. Oh, Michael okay. Bean. Oh, yeah, Michael I didn't Bean? know who Michael Bean was, but it was um Yeah, that that is that is troublesome to me. Yeah. Now the the other character, the short character <laughs> that died in the first season, I can't think of his name. Queel? Or the actress. Yeah, Queel. Who plays Queel? Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Couldn't even I picture mean, a face. A, that's amazing. That is amazing to me. Man. I looked through his entire <laughs> entire library of of things and I was like, I've never seen anything. Go, watch Cape Fear. Just let you go. Go watch Cape Fear. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm not saying it's one of those things where all of a sudden we're seeing like Tom Cruise and and people like that pop up in Star Wars movies. It's not that yeah. level right now for me. But it does seem in this new era, sans the main cast of the sequel trilogy, they are leaning more towards the idea of yeah, we'll we'll do a Woody Harrelson versus. Oh, here's a guy that we found in this independent movie, and he'll, he's going to be our Beckett. Um, yeah, you know what? We will bring in Werner Herzog to play the client versus right. some old guy who was a theater actor in England. Uh, you know, I think that's John Favreau's power. You know, he writes when he writes these like parts. I think he's bringing it back to what he said about the Mandalorian general, which is like playing with his action figures. Right. I think he writes these parts with people's names in mind, like when Michael Scott wrote the Michael Scarn thing and wrote the guy named Dwight and forgot one Dwig. Dwig, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like he puts people's names in as like this is clearly John Carlo Esposito. Correct. <laughs> right. I mean, I think a lot and, of people. And, yeah, and yeah, him too. Him too. I mean, come on. 
Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito too. And 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 think about it comparatively to the prequel trilogy, when you know Liam Neeson, obviously uh, Schindler's List, very respected, award-nominated actor. Uh, but I, I feel like a lot of people didn't know him, so to speak, in 1997 when he was cast, uh, about a couple of years after Schindler's List. But the one that was startling for a lot of people was Samuel L. Jackson, because that's yes. a couple of years after Pulp Fiction. You know, he's white hot. He's doing a bunch of other big movies during that time. And I remember that feeling out of place. Even as a young guy, I was like, well, Samuel L. Jackson is going to be a Jedi in Star Wars? Like, <laughs> So that, when you look at that and isolate that, how weird that felt. And now if it happened, it wouldn't feel as weird. And that I think lends itself to what, what that they are doing it because it feels more normal now. I thought Whereas, Dominic Monaghan was weird when he got cast in something. I was like, they're putting a, they're putting a Hobbit in star Wars. What is he doing? Oh, that was like, to me, that's like uh, one of JJ's guys. Okay. Bing. I know. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like he's a pretty well-known name though. Yeah. So oh yeah. Asked, yeah. I was yeah. Like, kind of, lost, I'm kind of with too, yeah. Lacey on that is I actually, I didn't watch Lost, but I obviously knew him from Lord of the Rings. And it, yeah. Yeah. and that was a name that I, when I see him pop up in the background, I, I, he wasn't the character. He was the guy from Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I recognize the face. And I think, I think maybe that's where in, in lies my issue. I think you're right, John. I think you're, you're not saying they're, they're doing the, the biggest, the biggest stars. They're not casting Lady no. Gaga. Right. You know, granted, <laughs> no. they did do Donald Glover. That is a good point. Um, but I do think that it's somewhere it's somewhere in the middle. And I think it tends to lean because we're forgetting, you know, well, you guys, I guess you talked a little bit about the prequels, too. But don't forget, um, you know, even in the originals, there were a few random people that were like, oh, these are well-known actors, you know. The, like Alec the, Guinness. Alec Guinness coming in. Peter you know, Cushing. <laughs> there were a few of those people that were sprinkled in, and it's hard to talk about those people because we didn't experience we at the time we didn't like experience oh, what would it be like to see Alex Alec Guinness in a in a, a space movie or something. You know, that that was right. not right. normal to us because he just always was Obi Kenobi Obi-Wan Kenobi to us. So yeah. Yeah. so that is I think there's I think in every movie there are some people like it's kind of probably a percentage thing like 10% people that are fairly famous stars that you're going to not believe as the character because you're going to recognize them as a celebrity right away. But our main characters are probably in the range of like 30% of people probably know who they are. You know, and look, I, I, I'd say Woody Harrelson is a big star. He's been around for a, I agree over thirty years, a very successful television actor uh, in in serious roles. He was on Cheers, uh, big comedy movies, big action movies throughout the nineties. I might it's still, say it's still going today that like, Woody Harrelson is a more famous face than Samuel L. Jackson was at the time. I think that's so, fair. That's yeah. probably fair. That's fair. And you know, to to their credit. And I know, you know, I don't have much to stand on here because I, you know, love everything about Solo. I did get lost in the character and stuff. And it wasn't so much, oh, there's Woody Harrelson for me. And the more I watch it, I'm like, that's Beckett. That's Tobias yeah. Beckett. That I see is, Hamish yeah. Abermathy from... Yeah, <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. And I understand yeah. that. But I think I brought this up once before is that to me, when I think of Woody Harrelson now, the 
de facto character that I go to is Beckett. And I understand that's probably my bubble, you know? But and let's not forget Paul Bettany, too. It's just like... Yeah, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Besides Him, the digital... Vision. Yeah. Besides the digital red lines, it's just like, oh, there's Paul Bettany in a black jacket. And they which, were like, he's too good looking. Let's give him digital lines. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which, if, if this discussion is about somebody pushing so-and-so to be in that... Uh, he was only pulled in like last minute as a favor he was. and yeah. it was not initially supposed to be that person, you know, um, the person. And cast, it wasn't Disney. It was Ron Howard who. Yeah. Pulled yeah, yeah. In uh, Michael yeah. K. Williams. Correct. Was the original mm-hmm. Beckett. Um, and to this day, even no, though I uh, know. No, Dryden Dryden. Boss. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I, I said Beckett, but I was picturing Dryden boss. My bad. Um, to this day, I still couldn't tell you I couldn't pick Michael K. Williams in a lineup. And I think that goes to point that it was based on his talent and not his fame. It turned out that they cast somebody who I I know very quickly I would have been able to pick out Paul Bettany before he was Dryden Voss. That's not a problem. So it it was not it was not like a pressure thing. They went for the person that they thought was the role and they ended up they're like Solo is the most interesting one when you think about it because you can even say Emilia Clarke was very recognizable because of her leading role in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So then they took their lead as a a virtual unknown or unpopular and surrounded him. Beautiful creatures, though. The Hollywood classic blockbuster. Right. Beautiful (laughs) creatures. I think he did get the job because of his work in Hail Caesar, but I don't think a lot of people focused on him with that. Yeah. But it's funny, you you had Alden, and then he was surrounded by all this recognizable talent, which is is, uh, funny in that sense because Solo is... um, you don't think of it when you think of solo you don't think of oh all these popular people are in it but then when you like really break it down you're yeah. like oh my god bing 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 i mean bing. that but then aaron kellyman is a no one yeah right, right. true she kind of stole the movie at parts but she's not she good. i mean she is she but she's not one of the core like characters like on sure. the mission when you're thinking of sure. like you said amelia clark donald glover um uh woody harrelson and and that is a good point, John, is like all of those names are names that I did know from just them being famous. You know, I didn't watch Community. I know who Donald Glover is. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I knew who Amelia Clark was, you know. I think Some Phoebe's of those... the one I couldn't place. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Like if you, I mean, before and... Solo, if you had asked me who she was, I would have And like, it's uh, in that one, even though she acted in the, the mocap, it was really her voice that you have to know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and I, I agree. I mean, I think people did know who she was from like Fleabag and stuff. But, Fleabag, yeah. But yeah. but that is a good point, John, is is I think Solo might be the biggest example of Disney Star Wars having a big cast, a big recognizable yeah. cast. Because um, yeah. I don't think the, the, the sequel movies did that really you know just a few sprinklings and then i feel like this initially started with the television thing and i was like yeah i i mean i know people know these people but i don't think they're there yet like no pedro and rosario dawson and stuff they are just not on the same level as like woody and donald glover and and you know what man like and so solo did the worst financially and you had the biggest cast so and i and we all know that that's because of its marketing and its, its schedule slot and all that stuff but 
Uh, so maybe they aren't pushing them. But it's it's an interesting discussion to have for sure. Any last uh, thoughts on this, uh, Lacey? Not really. I, I think I'm going to probably go back to where I started, where I think they're just picking the people that are right for the roles. And I hope that that You're probably right, continues yeah. Yeah. instead of... I guess my fear would be that they would pick people just on popularity and not yeah. who they think is the right fit. That's L- my fear because let's, I don't want yeah. that to happen because let's, I don't think they should bring in Scarlett Johansson for the right. 16th time. Um, I think they should just you know pick who is right. Let's revisit this if we see that Chris Pine is cast in Rogue Squadron. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, um, I love him, but yeah. <laughs> even yeah. then, though, I would say that that's not Disney being like, do you think you can get Chris Pine? That's Patty Jenkins. That's yeah. Patty no, Jenkins yeah, saying yeah. I've yeah. done that. Yeah. But it, but it is, it is, it is interesting to say, okay, if somebody were to, if somebody walked up to me on the street and they said, I think Disney, they're just, they just are pushing all the big actors and they just want these faces and Star Wars used to be like this. There is an argument to be made here, but my rebuttal straight away is kind of where I started with, with I don't think so. Cause if that was really the goal, it I think Disney could pull way bigger people and they're not. All I just yeah. heard right there was there is a lesson to be learned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we are up on time. We can revisit this as we get more casting announcements in the future because that'll add more fuel to this fire one way or the other. Taylor, but, rooting yeah, for Let you. us know what you think in the comments. Uh, do you feel that that push is happening from the uh, up top levels or do you feel like it's just one of those things where it's evolving and they're exploring um, other ways of doing Star Wars post George Lucas for um, however you feel about that. All right, but now we are going to hear from you in our segment, Resistance Transmissions, and Lacey's going to take us on that little journey now. All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so every week, John on Twitter at RBATSWNN puts up a crazy, wacky situation. And you guys give your answers. And I read them on the show, and we have a good laugh, hopefully. Every time I say that, it ends up to be like a really depressing topic. So hopefully it's not. <laughs> All right. You, the scenario is you are a rebel spy and break into Darth Vader's office while he's away soaking in a Bakta tank. Name one of the books you see on his bookshelf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First up is Mike Rumor at Drum Jedi. Hey, Mike. Mike says, a burn book. <laughs> Oh, it works on so many levels so So many so many levels yeah uh next is Haas Aslam at Haas underscore Aslam who said uh the emperor's new clones Mm -hmm. see what you like there clever nice next is John Reese at Jonas Reese hey John John says so your kids decided to kiss each Next is Brian Pothier at B Pothier. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Brian said, are you an angel? How to pick up girls as a penniless prepubescent slave. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who the author of that book is. Yeah, Yeah. David Radcliffe at Sane Man. And David said, the little book of intergalactic annihilation. Mm. Just a little one. Yeah, like a golden reader kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Next is Golden thank book, the maker. Yeah. yeah. Next is thank the maker at thank the maker, who said the troublesome amputee. 
and then included a screenshot of the troublesome hand muting. And it's like I'm assuming that's a real book. Then, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Next is Eric at Eric underscore D underscore 23. <laughs> and the book is The Floor is Lava and 99 More <laughs> Games for Everyone Everywhere. <laughs> the Floor is Lava. That's messed up. <laughs> Next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack, who said, A signed copy of The High Ground and You. Oh. <laughs> oh. I signed copy. Now, the question is, did he buy it signed or did he actually go to get it signed? That's a good point. Uh, or who did he send to get it signed? Uh, and then last but not least is double C at double underscore C underscore like 21 one. who said lacking faith and why it's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Nice. Thank you so much for your answers. These were super fun. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and then look out for the situation. I'm surprised Back I didn't see John. Uh, a men are from Tatooine, women are from Naboo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good one. There were a bunch of sand ones, but I just refused. A bunch Um, of sand ones. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Make sure you do subscribe to the show, like Lacey said before, whatever your preferred podcast platform is or on our YouTube channel. Um, We appreciate that. Go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and Star Wars NewsNet and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Also available on all major podcast apps. Uh, James, where can people find you, buddy? Well, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. And also on this channel tomorrow when we drop two new videos having to do with the book Alphabet Squadron, Victory's Price. One is going to be book discussions as a review, started as a review, and then it eventually gets into all the spoilers. We'll discuss the book and know what we thought of it give our opinions but we also drop another video that says you know maybe you didn't read the um the book maybe you're not so interested in it but you still kind of want to know what happened uh we dropped another one that is what happened in the alphabet squadron victory's price so check those out um to get an idea on what's going on in in the book world in the publishing side of things Lacey, where are you at People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Um, also on the channel, I am a slacker a little bit, so I apologize because I kind of lied last week. Uh, there is a Lacey's Outpost coming as well Whoa. as a John unboxing video and a rumor review from John. Um, right. And then also, if you're wondering, yes, I did get a haircut. Thank you for wondering. Nice. I like how Very rumor nice. review kind of sounds like rural juror. Rumor and theory review. There you go. Add some enunciation to it. Our word of the day is famous faces. Oh, I thought you were going to say haircut. I was just going to say people could comment with who would be the most recognizable face in cast, you know, in a movie. Oh, yeah, that's Throw that in the comments. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. And AK, we shut up, John. <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday in one way or another right here on the Resistance Podcast. Bye. See you around, kids. <laughs>